Hello, and welcome to our Roll With Me podcast. Before we start, I want to thank our supporters. I've been working with Goal Zero for the past few months, and I'm so excited to tell you about their new Yeti 1400 lithium solar generator. As Greg and I build out our Toyota van, this generator has been running in the background, powering our tools. We can't wait to use it to run our fridge and charge our devices on the road. To learn more about this incredible portable power station, go to GoalZero.com. Also, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at BioLite. They just launched a new product called the Camp Stove 2. What we love about their stoves is that you can burn wood to cook your meals and at the same time, generate enough electricity to charge your phones. Pretty cool. Find out more about this energy-efficient stove at BioLightEnergy.com. Let's get started. I'm here with Kat Carney. I met Kat at Outdoor Retailer back in January, and from there we learned a few things about each other. Both of our names are Kathleen, her full name, and we are dating men with similar sounding names. In her case, Craig, and in case you didn't know, my case, Greg. But we bounded most over our love of the road. Kat lives out of her built-out Chevy Suburban, and while she has traveled with Craig plenty, she is spending several months on her own. She works as a freelance photographer, and that allows her to go to some amazing locations. I wanted to know what it was like to live this lifestyle, both with someone else as well as on her own. Kat, tell us how others can follow along with you on your journey. You can find me on my Instagram, at Kat Carney, Kat with a K, K K-A-T, and then Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y, and my website, katcarneyphotography.com. And how long have you been living on the road? It has been seven months now. I'm on the road full time, and then I'll probably be on the road through the end of this year. And right now you're solo traveling, but it hasn't always been that way. So talk a little bit about how long you've been with somebody on the road and how long you've been solo. Well, we sort of started at the very end of June, and we were on the road together through December, and then he went to the East Coast to start his full-time job January 1st. So now I have done an entire month solo on the road, which has been completely different, but equally awesome in a different way. And tell us about your rig. What are you traveling in? It's a 2002 Chevy Suburban 4x4, and it's Z71, so it has the off-road package. So it has a rack on top, just some off-road goodies that help us get to and fro. (laughs) Why did you choose a Suburban over a van? We chose the Suburban because we wanted a 4x4, which was easier to find in the Suburban for a good price. Obviously, significantly cheaper than like a Tacoma or getting a van and then converting it to 4x4 costs as much as our budget was in general. So when it came down to it, it was practicality of the vehicle and then capability. And what was your budget? So our budget was $10,000 for the entire thing, including the truck, the build-out, everything that we put in it from the platform to the fridge to the solar panels, $10,000, which is pretty <laughs> pretty low considering. And, you know, we managed to come in right at 11, so we didn't go too much over. So that was like about seven all in on the truck, and then, and then the rest was the build-out. Walk us through your build-out. Tell us a little bit. If someone was to open the doors of your truck, what would that look like? Yeah, so I guess we'll start in the back door. (laughs) Okay, perfect. So on top, we have a roof rack with a box carrier that we usually carry ropes and wetsuits and climbing gear and two fork bike mounts. We have a high lift jack for off-road pickles that we might get into. (laughs) We haven't had to use it yet, so uh, shovel is also up there. And then two 100-watt solar panels up on the top. 
On the back, we have a trash bag that everyone always stops and tells us, you know, you have the bag <laughs> hanging out of the back of your truck. And uh, we're like, yeah, that's our trash bag. So take us inside your vehicle now. So then if we go in, we have a, a wooden platform and it's in three different sections, which are equal sizes. On the side, we have a custom built shelf system that we keep our clothes, our shoes, and food on. Going up to the front, we have the three different compartments that flip up, and we have a trifold mattress that makes it them easy to get to. And the front one is actually a drawer that's built in, and I can, that's where I keep my camera gear and computer equipment, and it locks, so it's a lockbox, which is awesome. And we have our stove and another, like, small box for extra food items and five-gallon water container. And then in between the two front seats, we have our fridge that runs off the solar most of the time. Yeah, and that's, that's, we've gone through the whole truck now. Oh, there's an, there's an LED light on the front too. I forgot about that, which comes Can't in Can't forget for the LED light. Off-road. <laughs> that was something that I was like, this is totally unnecessary. And Craig was like, we have to have this. So, <laughs> you know. So you walked us through a lot of different things. What design considerations did you have when you were planning everything out? Tell us a little bit about your thought process. Yeah, I think we went through a lot of different iterations of like what it could be. Like, where do we put the fridge? Should we put it under the platform? How high is the platform going to be? How high should it be? We had never considered the side shelves until we had a friend who had a Suburban built out with side shelves. And we saw it. And I'm so thankful that we (laughs) did because it just makes things so much more accessible. How did you create those side shelves? So what we did in order to put those in is rip out the sound system and like all of the side panels on the driver's side. And that allowed us to really just take up the space that that stuff was taking with the shelves, which just made a lot more efficient use of that space. And why did you choose the platform that you did? Ultimately, we decided to have the five-inch platform because we wanted to be able to sit up in the vehicle and Craig is six foot two. We chose what we feel like is like one of the smallest vehicles that we could travel in um, comfortably for a long period of time. Okay, awesome. And how long did all those things take you to do, the whole build-out from start to finish? The whole build-out took seven days Wow, that seems short. It does, but we had help. We had our friend Grinder, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we call him. And so it took seven days from start to finish, but that is not including the many, many, many months of research that went in and planning that went in beforehand. Cool. Long days, right? Very long days. Yeah. 12 to 14 hours, I would say. You know, something that you think is going to take five hours ends up taking 10 usually. <laughs> So top three items in the truck, go. (laughs) So mine are my camera. (laughs) Yep. Let's see, the bed and the comfortable mattress that we have. I'm going to count that as one. And then... (laughs) Tell everyone your mattress. Our mattress is a trifold foam mattress that we just bought off of Amazon. It's four inches thick and it has been so comfortable and feels like our bed at home or better. Awesome. Yeah, so my camera, the mattress... And I want to say the fridge, but I feel like we could live without the fridge. So I'm going to say the side shelves, actually, that Mm. makes storage so much more efficient. It's really nice to not have to, like, get underneath something to get your clothes and change your clothes when you need to. It's just, like, right there sitting next to you. Yeah. So, yeah, those would be my three things. As far as Craig's three things... Hmm. We'll have to ask him afterwards. Yeah, he would probably say, like, the fact that it's four by four, the (laughs) shovel, and, like, I don't know, maybe our our solar speaker that allows us to listen to podcasts on the road. (laughs) 
favorite podcast right now? Oh my gosh. Besides this one. Okay. Um, definitely <laughs> a snap judgment. It's just hands down the best storytelling podcast I've ever heard. You should listen. <laughs> <laughs> so if we were to jump in your car right now, this kind of goes along with the podcast. What song might be playing on the radio? The song Railroad Earth by Railroad Earth. Okay. <laughs> That's easy to remember. Yeah, I think it's the first song that I ever heard, and it, to this day is kind of my favorite because I correlate it with, like, Alaska. So you kind of talked about this, where you've traveled with Craig, and now you're on your own. Tell us a little bit about what's different about being with a partner and, and being solo. Being with Craig on the road is just really easy because there's always someone there. If something goes wrong, you're part of a team, like working towards the same goal. So it was just really like within my comfort zone, I would say traveling with him wasn't difficult at all. The only thing that might've been difficult was, you know, just being in that small space together. So the difference now to when I've been on the road for just over a month by myself is that, yeah, if I'm parked in a national forest or in some land that really nobody's around and I don't have cell service, I'm just much more aware and alert. That and for sure, I think one of the perks of traveling solo is you force yourself to talk to other people and meet other people, put yourself out there a little bit more um, because you don't have a travel buddy all the time and you miss the human contact. Have you seen a progression in yourself at all from when you first started traveling solo to now? Yeah, definitely. Like it's only been a month, but when I left my house in Kansas, I remember like readying the truck like, okay, I hope I did everything right, like, and I did what Craig would do or whatever, <laughs> like, we're ready to go. And I start driving, and the first thing that happens almost when I get on the highway is my bike completely flips over, like, slams into my back window. Oh, my gosh. And I pull over, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm already, like, doing this wrong. <laughs> this is terrifying, going on the road by myself. I've almost broken my window and my bike simultaneously the second that he's not here. <laughs> that was like my first, like literally 20 minutes after leaving out on the road on my own. My first mishap. And what's it been like since that happened? Since then it's gotten significantly better. I feel like I'm, I'm doing well and I haven't had that many mishaps really other than that. Since then I've just proven like, no, I can't do this. It's the little things that yeah. you don't think about. Seriously. So what if you break down and don't have service? What do you do if you're all by yourself? Yeah, a lot of people have asked me that specifically. Like, I my parents haven't asked me that, but Craig's parents <laughs> have. And I think that as some of the stuff I've done in the past has like sort of prepared me for something like that. I actually hitchhiked from Alaska to San Francisco and you need to use your intuition. Like for instance, when we were broken down in Zion with us together, about 40 people stopped and asked us like if we need help. If I were there and didn't have service and I was by myself, I would have taken someone's help. So how do you fund your journey? I know that you're living a more minimalist lifestyle, so there's probably not as many expenses as there are when you're living in a house. But talk about how you keep this going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm a professional photographer. When I'm on the road, I'm working for outdoor brands, but mostly my photography supports me. I've managed to be able to stay on the road for seven months, and I fully foresee being able to stay on the road through the end of the year. That's awesome. Yeah. What would you tell somebody who is an aspiring photographer? What might you recommend as like a starter camera or lens? And I wouldn't even go into camera equipment. <laughs> yeah. I would tell them, number one, you need to be obsessed. You need to be obsessed with your work. You need to be willing to sacrifice for it. And you need to be willing to take your camera everywhere with you, whatever camera that might be. And number two, you need to be persistent. 
have perseverance because it takes time, it takes dedication, it takes patience, it takes a lot of things other than just the camera gear. And it takes a serious amount of planning. Forget about the camera gear for (laughs) for a little bit and, and focus on those things. Okay, awesome. Where have you been in your travels? Can you talk about some of your favorite places that you visited and maybe favorite places that you photographed? Yeah. Yeah. The San Juan Mountains are a spot in Colorado that I had not been to before. And I think they are the most spectacular spot in all of Colorado, to be totally honest. So I have to say that. And then Escalante, Utah, for just the sheer beauty and just like peace and solitude that's there and then Baja for the cultural experience and for the like ocean feel awesome so I picked three (laughs) those all sound like amazing places so you've talked a little bit about the benefits of living this way you know some of the great experiences you've had what's been one of the most difficult or challenging things about this lifestyle living life on the road is also real life And there are moments in real life when you're like, I just want to escape and be on the road. But there are moments when you're on the road where you just want to escape and be in quote unquote real life. You have to keep in mind all the things that you have to do in real life. You still have to do. I still have to work. I still have to do my laundry. And some of those things are made more difficult by being on the road. You still have the same struggles and difficulties. Craig and I still fought on the road. We still had disagreements. And now you're in a tiny space where you you can't necessarily, you know, obviously you have all of nature to go to. Has anything surprised you from this lifestyle? I guess I thought maybe there would be a longer adjustment period for me. I think I fell into it quite easily and really like living on the road and like living in a truck. (laughs) Yeah. So what do your friends think of your lifestyle? You know, even outdoorsy people like my climber friends, some of them are like, some of them are totally on board. Like, yes, that's awesome. I would totally do that. And others are like, yeah, I don't think I could ever do that. I need to take a shower every day. Speaking of showering, (laughs) that is something that like you just learn to live with less. (laughs) You learn to live with less water. You learn to live with less space and just quite honestly, fewer showers. You know, part of that is like being outside every day and you're in the summer, especially you're jumping into lakes, you're jumping into the ocean, you're jumping into all sorts of bodies of water. So you maybe don't notice it as much, but there are moments for sure when I get stressed just because I'm dirty and don't want to be dirty anymore. (laughs) What advice would you give somebody who wants to live on the road? My advice would be get rid of everything that is not completely essential to your life. A lot of people ask us, well, like, what did you do with all your stuff? And we're like, all of our stuff is in the truck. (laughs) And they're like, no, but what did you do with all of your other stuff? And we're like, we don't have other stuff. Like, we just got rid of it and we sold it or gave it away. So if you can make your life as simple as possible while you're still living in a stationary spot, that's a huge first step to being able to live on the road. So anything else besides downsizing that you would recommend? Look into what type of vehicle you want to live in. Look into what your life on the road might look like. Are you going to stay in campsites every night or are you going to utilize national forest lands? Did you and Craig stay in campsites or national forest most of the time? So Craig and I, during our first like four months when we were in the Southwest in the mountains, we did not pay for a single campsite the entire time. (laughs) 
perfect. That's great. That's just was our style. And when we got to Baja, we had heard in the north, you need to pay for campsites. So I think while we were in the north, we paid for like three or four campsites there. And when we got to the south, we didn't pay for a single campsite because we slept on the beach and we slept at the break. And it was easy to do in the south. And so ultimately during our seven months together on the road, we paid for four campsites. (laughs) And then when I've been on the road by myself, I have also not paid for a single (laughs) campsite. So do you think you'll always live this way? Always on the road? I don't think that I will. I think probably at the end of this year, I'll join Craig. But uh, at the same time, we're keeping the vehicle and we're going to use it as a weekend adventure mobile. And I'm still going to work out of it from time to time, take week-long, two-week-long, month-long trips sometimes, especially when I have jobs that I need to go to. So for me, it's really like a tool that I use to get two places that I do my work in. It's like a mobile hotel. Yeah, totally. Last question. What's next? Is there any news that you want to share with everybody? I'm meeting up with a good friend, Charlotte Austin, to travel and work together for a solid section of the spring. And then um, in the summer, I'm really excited because Craig gets to rejoin me for two months. And we are going to be in the Pacific Northwest, Canada and Alaska. So I'm like super excited about that part of the trip. Well, thank you so much. It was great having you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) It's been awesome. If you liked this episode, please leave a review in iTunes. We really appreciate your support. Also, there are a few copies left of my book, Roll with Kathleen Gregg and Blaze in a Camper Trailer. Check it out on tinyhousetinyfootprint.com slash book. Thanks for listening. Until next time.